I would tell them to be patient for sure. And I would tell them to trust their coach. I think, um, you know, you're giving your videos, they're giving you feedback. I can understand if there was no communication at all going on, but I think that you have to be a little bit, a little bit more patient and doing the workouts like with, uh, with intention and with the purpose, not just going in there just because like understanding why you're doing something to be able to grow. Welcome to the future is female powerlifting. A show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I'm your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60 kilo powerlifting gym owner. And each episode, we bring you an inspiring interview or a message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, aloha, my beautiful friends. We are back. Episode 75. And I am joined with none other than my new friend, Whitney Baxley, who I got to meet at the Showdown Meet. Um, the showdown uh, was a couple months ago in Kansas City. It was a big meet, invitational. Um, and for those of you who don't know, you know, a c- couple of the people I've had, a couple of the guests on the show, they have to be invited to these meets. You know, you have to have a big enough total. So it's a big deal to show up at these meets like you heard um, with our other our other members, everybody's very happy when they get to come and compete at these meets. And I didn't know anything about Whitney. Like I didn't, I knew she was part of Beyond Average because my friend Ashley, and um, I just didn't know who she was in an athlete. And a lot of times, like you all, I get to really know who these people are through the interview. And I loved Whitney. She was so humble. She was so down to earth. Um, and she gives us a little glimpse into her life and how she's been powerlifting. Not not super long, but she's over here pulling 500 plus. So stick around because you're going to hear a little bit about how she and her husband, Nate, train, how she likes to train and what has really helped her get her numbers, especially at deadlift, like all the way skyrocketed. And if you are listening right now and, uh, you know, you're walking around, take a screenshot, send it to me on Instagram. I love to repost them and tag the people that you are listening to in the podcast. Um, I think it's always wonderful when we can share this community and we know that you are listening and gaining something from this episode. So if you have a few minutes, go ahead and do that. Remember, this episode is brought to you by my gym core strength and performance where we live through strength. And if you are looking for somebody to help you online, visit core256.com. We help people with strength and powerlifting. Um, We do a combination. So it kind of depends where you're at. If you're early on and you want to just kind of get acquainted with strength training and what that looks like and don't have any other resources, hit us up core256.com. Now let's get it started with Whitney. I know that um, the last time I saw you, you did pretty fucking great at the mm-hmm. showdown. Can you tell me maybe a little bit about how that was for you? Like when you got invited, was that like a big deal for you? Yeah, it was. It was a very, it was a big deal. Um, I remember thinking that I just was like, no, I'm not ready. You know, no, no, you know, straight up. Like, and then um, Nate, who is my coach, my husband, he was like, what? Like, 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 what are you afraid of? You know, like, and everyone around me is like, yeah, duh. Like, this is like, they invited you. They invited you. So, yeah. you know, I was like, okay. And signed up for it. And I went for it. Yeah. I, I tell you, it was so crazy because um, you had a fucking crowd. 
Like <laughs> there was so many of your friends there and just so many people cheering you on. It was like clear, like when you stepped on the platform, especially at squats, because in the beginning it was a little quiet and people were still kind of like gathering in. And then your friends were like, well, and I would just remember being on the side. I was like, oh, she's, she's coming with her crew right now. They're all in the front row. Everybody was cheering you on. So did your friends just fly up for it or how did that work? No, it was just me and Nate. Shut up. So these people are just cheering uh, you on. Yeah. There are just some people, most, a lot of people that I've known, known from Instagram and, um, some of like the, like the beyond average, um, ambassador athlete program that I'm a part of with them. Um, just different people knowing who I was and different meets. There was a lot of people that came from Chicago, a meet that I did there. Mm. And it was just really honestly meeting everybody in person for the first time. And it, but it felt so natural and just, it was, it was great. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I totally thought that they were, <laughs> no. but you know what? That's true because they were like cheering on everybody. And there was tons of beyond average people. Like, um, one of my people, Ashley, you know, she's one of my, um, <laughs> she's one of my, <clears throat> one of my athletes at our gym and she uh-huh. was there and it was like, Oh, you guys all like know each other. <laughs> it was super cool, but they had never met each other before. So tell me a little bit about your powerlifting because you've been competing since I mean, only for a few years now. Like, how did you start competing? Where did where did your life end up? So you're powerlifting now. Um, I never was into like the gym or lifting or doing any of this. Um, it was Nate. He was the person that was in the gym and stuff like that. And I remember him just um, uh, paying for me to have a membership to go to the gym too. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go since he's paying for it, yeah. you know. And he was like, okay, you're not going. I'm not going to pay for this anymore. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and, you know, pay for it. And it kind of just made me want to go. And then he, um, one of his, like, expertise was, like, strength condition, strength and conditioning co- as a coach, um, powerlifting as a specialty. And he just was like, hey, try this out, try this out. Felt like. We did a uh, like a USF, like a um, collegiate meet, and it was just random $20 entry, like just go see what you can do. And it was really good. And after that, I was like, okay, let's find like a, you know, a real thing to do. And ever since then, I was just hooked and I kept wanting to do more and more and more. That's so crazy. So it's like you had no real, and I feel like this is kind of how it goes. Like some people just fall in love with like the process of lifting heavy and how they Mm -hmm. feel. And you probably Mm -hmm. were inclined to be a little stronger. Did you feel like, oh, like I'm pretty strong for starting out? Like, I okay. So that was, so where, where were you uh, in the beginning? Like what were your lifts like in the beginning? Um, I think I was hardly like right at or under 300 pounds on squad. I think at that USF meet, I did like 280. And then my bench, I think it was like 135. Being able to get a plate, you know, (laughs) that my deadlift was my strongest. And I think that probably was what made me really want to do more. Uh, I think I did like 350, 340 at the first meet. That's so crazy. Your your biggest meet or your biggest lift your best deadlift is 551, right? Five, no, 518. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought. Yeah, that's the, 
the 132 weight class, like, broke record in it. My 18. That is so crazy. Mm-hmm. So you've been training and you just kind of just kept going and you're like, all right, I'm just going to keep doing this. So your husband trains you. Can you tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about like what your training is like? Um, we do a lot of things together, a lot of the programming together and everything. He basically, you know, is guiding me. Um, we do a lot of different like variations. So like, we don't stick to like one thing for four weeks and another four weeks. We don't do blocks. We don't do, um, like a structure like that. It's more so doing different variations and just doing those kind of variations over and over and also getting stronger while doing those too. And also working on weaknesses and strengths that you may have in those different areas too. So just different types of conditioning, different types of uh, workouts and um, really about the intensity in our accessory work too. Yeah. How was that working out with your husband? It's uh, a lot of the times I'll, I'll train with other people. Um, you know, I'll work out usually like in the mornings and he'll go at nights. Um, I think personally in the beginning it was rough and it was like, oh, you know, like trying to separate the two husband and wife and athlete and coach, as I always say. I think I think personally it's gotten a little bit better. We still butt heads sometimes, you know, or like I mentioned, I'll be at the gym. Uh, training with other people like you know just people that we are coaching and everything and um he'll come along and he'll want me to change something and I'm like oh well I've been doing this for so long but then he'll change it or he'll suggest it and then we'll try it and it's fine or it's not fine I think it's just me him wanting me to just to be coachable and me wanting to just give it a chance right that's so funny because I had my husband um he was sort of programming for me for a while. Uh, we used to always train together. And I guess it got to a point where like, I just took care of my own training, my own programming. And uh, mm-hmm. I had him kind of handle my programming for a little bit. And you could see him kind of tread carefully. Well, like, hey, uh, I don't know if I think you should change this. <laughs> and it's like, uh-uh. why? Uh-uh. Why should I change this? You know, and it's there is it's funny how it can it can be good, you know, because I think like for me, at least he'll, he can speak in a way that I, that I resonate with. Like he knows like, Hey, I can tell you like this and you're going to take it. You know, I'm not going to be an asshole either, (laughs) but I can be very frank with you about things. Um, but yeah, I'm always curious when the husband is the coach or the, you know, the wife is the coach and they have this sort of dynamic. So that's good. So it's pretty much like he programs and then you guys have your people that you train with. Yeah. Yeah. Does your husband compete? No, he doesn't. He has some injuries um, lifting in the past. He also played football, his football coach and everything. And he just, he just hasn't. I really would like him to, but he hasn't yet. No. Yeah. That sounds like my husband. He, uh, he competed once and that's how we got into it, but he's only competed once and that was it. He just has too many injuries to really give it the type of dedication that you would need to you know, mm-hmm. and it would just beat up his body too much. He's just like, I, yeah. I don't really care about powerlifting that much. You do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. <clears throat> so what's next for you? Because you did the showdown. You've done the gen. I'm looking at all these meets you've done. I mean, it's pretty awesome. What is what is your plans for next year? Um, Right now, I'm uh, signed up for the hybrid oh, in, nice. in my 
January. Um, so that's like nine weeks out. Nine, yeah, I think nine weeks from now. Um, that's what I have set for right now. Yeah. And then <laughs> see what happens from there. How has the training been so far? It's been okay. It's been not bad, actually. I feel like I've been kind of going in uh, with like low expectations, but in a good way. Like, I feel like I'm not beating myself up. I'm not just overthinking and I'm kind of just going into my sessions, you know, with good intentions, but everything has been, has been going great. So I'm hoping to just continue that. I know once we get closer, I'll probably, you know, get more hyped up for it, but I, I'm still hoping to keep my energy just, I don't want to get too hyped like I did maybe for the showdown, but the showdown still was a really, really good meet. Yeah. So what do you mean by like too hype? Like you think you like it was too, like there was too much energy from you? Like you couldn't hone that in or what do you, what do you mean? Um, not really. I think just being the first big meet that I've done, right. like, um, I think just wanting to come in, you know, confident, which I feel like I still did, but also just getting through it, I guess, you know, and then once it was, it was like, okay, you know, I did it and I want to do it again. <laughs> and yeah. It was, it was, it was really good. Like it was way better than I expected. Like really, really good. Oh, you did fantastic. Like, <clears throat> like just watching all the ladies perform. Um, it was awesome for me, you know, just to kind of be able to announce and then see it up and close. And, you know, you grinding through that deadlift. That was like... <laughs> Yeah. Just screaming, you know, like, come on, come on. It's like, ah, oh, you just want everything in you. It's just I like, ah. Oh. I know. I'm not letting go. And yeah. 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 I like, couldn't believe that you were still holding on. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, you just kept holding on, holding on. But, I mean, that's what it takes. You know, you got to take those risks at those kind of meets. Right. I felt like I really did, like, give it my all, like, for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked it, right? Like, you did not give up. Yeah. Like, you held on to it to the last possible moment. And I feel like everybody was kind of like, they're going to either pass out um, or they're, gonna, you know, something like that's going to happen, right? Yeah. They're not going to give up for a lack of trying. Right. And it was very apparent. Um, so tell me, is there been any, like difficulties you've had training or maybe some things that have been harder for you as far as powerlifting goes? Um, I guess, I guess just now being into the sport a little bit longer, just having more knowledge of different things. I think in the beginning, maybe I struggled with just not having so much knowledge as I do now, not understanding you know, it takes this like accessory work to connect with this to, you know, make your squat better or your deadlift. Just being more intentional, really, and really knowing and understanding what I'm doing versus just doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that that helps out a lot. And I think when you're when you can teach somebody else it, it just shows that you comprehend and, you know, that I can that I understand it versus just talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think like um it's funny, like all the dots can connect better as you have more experience, mm -hmm. right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. I think at the beginning, I was, I was just like, I can lift this much, you know, and right. I, I'll just right. lift more of it, <laughs> you know, not really mm -hmm. thinking of the tie-in with all the accessories. And I think that's funny because Dove, the one thing I asked Dove, 
you know, what did she do to pull the 636? She said, I did all my accessories. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's like she uh-huh, attributed uh-huh. a lot of her growth to the accessory work and how that, you know, helped her. So tell me, are you doing, um, are you, do you have some goals for this hybrid? Like numbers you want to hit? Um, you don't have to honestly, tell me, don't feel obligated to tell me, but I thought I always got to ask when people. <laughs> um, Honestly, I would love to just kind of do what we had set for the showdown, like actually, you know, being able to execute them and make an account. Um, Cause I got a, I got an attempt at uh, a three, the 391 squad. They just, they called it on dev. So just being able to get that or maybe close to 400, I would love to be at 400. Um, bench. Bench is like, so at the showdown, I had to take the same number three times. Yeah. And so that really, you know, I mean, I got it. So I was happy about yeah, it. Yeah, you got but... it on your third, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping to get over 200 for sure at the meet and maybe even finally get a bench uh, PR. It's been a minute. So probably just really hitting anything over like 210, but very easily. Um, and then deadlift, I want to, I still want to go for the number that I had set, which was like around 534, 540 on deadlift. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's, I'm still for a 540 deadlift for a while. That's been my goal for a minute. That's crazy to me. (laughs) That's been your goal for a minute. That's so crazy to me. And you know, it's crazy. He's like, you so are built for it too, right? You got really long arms. So when you're pulling, Mm -hmm. When you see your finisher pull, I was like, man, see, that's just, you pull correctly, you pull where you need to. And it was, it's great to watch that sort of technique from you, um, which I love to see conventional pullers who can pull like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about Beyond Average, because I know that you had talked about them. And I swear that like Beyond Average, I, I, you know, I see it all the time because Ashley, right, she's got these thick fillet shirts and, you know, but tell me a little bit about like, why do you like Beyond Average and why are you teaming up with them? Um, So I think it was over like when the lockdown and everything happened, like when COVID really um, hit last year. And I know that I have been following the owner T for a really long time on her personal page and her as a lifter. And I remember just loving to watch her bench. I remember I always used to tell her, I love your bench. I love everything about it. And then she um, created this brand and she asked me if, you know, um, when the time came, if she was looking for ambassadors at the time to represent her brand, which talks about um, pushing past your potential. And so she said that I represented that slogan, you know, pushing past my potential and not giving up when you know, big things come around and challenges and yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna start crying right now because it's, it's, it's very true. And, um, it's been great being a part of it. So yeah. Uh, don't cry. Cause you're going to make me yeah. cry. <laughs> I, I feel like everybody has that feeling when it comes to tea and, and what she does. Um, and this is not sponsored by tea. Okay. Or beyond average. I just know that a lot of people, um, she has a very group, group of people who are very, um, I think loyal to the brand and what they stand for. Um, and a lot of you guys sort of, to me, embody that, which is really, really cool. And I'd love to see a lot of black women 
representing that. Yeah. Like I, yeah. you know, in powerlifting and strength sports, I talked to Ashley about this, but yeah. I always say like, we need more women who look like you, who are lifting weights like you, who are, you know, just mm-hmm. women who are of color, who are doing things like this, because what do we always see? We always see like the waist trimmers and the, yeah. and like the, you know, the slim things on the thighs. And I was like, one time I saw this, I was like, this is, and I'm, you know, I'm Latin. So they send all that stuff to Latinas too, right? It's like you get a faja and, you know, they, they market to women like us and they don't market women like us, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. always great to see different body shapes, different heights, different everything, mm-hmm. um, but who are black powerlifters. I think that's important to see. Yeah. And you yeah, guys are all is. of that. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible to see at the showdown and how we got that picture and just, it was really like history, history in the making, you know, and it's been great to see since that, since the showdown, everything with um, Tamara and her deadlift and just the interviews and everything that she's doing right now is, is just great. Yeah. And it's, you know, there is, you know, women powerlifting and, Totally. Yeah. I agree. Um, so tell me, is there, what do you think, uh, is one of your, some things that you like to do in your training that you feel like really help your training? Like let's say your deadlifts, is there anything in particular you like to do or any exercises or things that you feel like make your training better or your numbers better? Um, well, like I mentioned, we do a lot of different variations. Yeah. So I think every week I'm doing something different. And whether that be a deficit or like a block pull, um, I may not necessarily need to do deficits, but I still will include them. Um, and then also I train more so at a commercial gym. I talk about this a lot and I just feel like there, I mean, I guess to a point there is a need to want to use like the keto plates and the deadlift bar and the squat bar and the monolift and all that and that meets like this. Um, but in the beginning, I was trained a lot with the stiff bar, like a lot. And that was more so on purpose to make it a little tougher. Like I mentioned, the intensity that we try to put in. So then when I got to deadlift bar, I felt like I didn't struggle so much, honestly. And I still feel like that to this day. I'll still go train with the stiff bar over the deadlift bar. I just have the resources now to be able to do that. And I think just being a little bit more experienced, I do need to, like I said, use the kilo plates and the deadlift bar eventually. Yeah, that's funny because um, I think a lot of people feel that way. Like I, I think I trained for like six years with a straight bar. Like the only time I ever picked up a, any kind of specialty bar was when I was, you know, at a meet because I didn't. Yeah, I was at a commercial gym and um, the bars you know, we're not necessarily the best bars and, you know, they were bars that they had and (laughs) my blocks were on plates. They were not on actual Uh, blocks, you know, and I do feel like it builds like a a toughness a little bit, you know, I, I, sometimes I think like it is great and we are spoiled like at my gym to have, we don't have kilo plates, we have regular plates, but we do have a deadlift bar and we have some specialty things. And I think, um, Ashley and I were joking about it. She's like, I can't go to a, a regular gym anymore. She's like, I just can't stand it. Like I can't even bench yeah. and you know, all these things, you know, when they got the uh-huh. the bench that's already set up and, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I, part of it is like, you're so spoiled, but then the other part is like, you do want to be able to adapt. Right. So if you mm-hmm. can, if you can train in a gym like yours or prior where you're, you're flexible. So you're like, fuck, I, that's not a problem. But now you have the 
the availability to have one or the other. Um, yeah, so it's that that's funny. So you don't find it like that different when you go back to because you're pulling a lot. It's not like you're pulling 200 pounds, you know, like pulling 500, I would think would feel a whole lot different on a deadlift bar than it would a straight bar. Mm. I don't know. I've never even pulled 400. So <laughs> I guess it depends if I'm using the, the kilo plates or the regular plates too, because the mm. kilo plates, I don't know. I don't care. They just always feel heavier all the time. Um, but I think I've get I've gotten used to it now. I think it, mentally, especially, I've gotten used to it. Um, but no, I don't know. No, I still feel like it's pretty equal. I still feel like I prefer the uh, stiff bar. Actually, that's so funny. Have you ever competed in USAPL? No. Yeah, because they use a stiff bar. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, yeah, I mean, I could. I think my first competition, which wasn't logged, it was an unsanctioned one, was a stiff bar, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like. I didn't even know the difference until I got to, you know, a deadlift bar. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this just feels yeah. weird. I didn't even know the difference. You know, like in my brain, I'm like, I don't yeah. know what's different. It just feels different um, back then. So that's interesting. Okay, so your advice would be to <laughs> to have some variety in your training for sure. But, like, be able to yeah. use both of those. I think that is important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, those, you know, like Nate, he's always telling me, um, I feel like it's more of like overall him trying to say like me being able to adapt and do whatever I got to do with whatever I have. And, you know, I, I was the person that wanted to join like the strong house gym and do all that. And he still felt like it wasn't necessary, but I still went, we still went ahead and um, joined. So I do, but I do both, both places. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Cause I see a lot of videos from the strong house. <clears throat> I do feel like, um, being a independent lifter, like, and I, I, I say this like independent in the sense that you can take care of your own. Like you don't mm-hmm. always need a handler or you don't always need to have this certain item or this certain ammonia or this certain thing. I think that is one of the most underrated um, tools as a lifter. Like you just got to be able to be self-reliant to a point. Like you can't always rely on somebody else and I think part, like, I'm partly like that because I didn't really have anybody else except for my, you know, my husband was always supportive, but he's not like, like, I'm probably much more like a mother and attentive than I probably should be mm-hmm. as a handler. You know, like, oh, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like your typical handler. Mm-hmm. But I, I never had that. I never had that for like ever until I, I started training with Susan. Then I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't even have to think anything like. <laughs> right. Yeah. So listen, this is a part of the show where I ask people. What the hell is wrong with you people? What the hell was I thinking? Where you think back to a time, hopefully in powerlifting, where you did some shit and you were like, what the fuck was I thinking doing that? Can you think of anything? <laughs> There's a big nod here. <laughs> I know, like, like I mentioned, um, going to the gym now, like having a purpose, blah, blah, blah. I think before I was just going to the gym just to go. Yeah. Like I felt like, Hey, let me go to the gym today is, you know, it's Monday, five o'clock. Let me go. Um, that, and it's not really like having like any structure, any guidance, just going and just let me go to the gym for an hour and a half and just do this. Or I was going to say, let me make sure that I'm really sore, that I really, I'm really sweating. I really did that to feel like I was really accomplishing something. But I, 
now I feel like I do not less, but I guess it's more efficient. Our mouth, maybe now it's more purpose. So it's just like, and when I look at old pictures and old videos, and you're like, whoa, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was I doing? Like, my that lifting was with, um, was with, um, like, a uh, gloves. Lifting gloves? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I don't have pictures, thankfully, of the first time, but I lifted on an easy bar. Like, they didn't even have a straight bar at the gym I was going to. And it was, you know, this the squiggly bar for those, yeah. that, you know, like it's, and I put 10, so you can imagine how low that is to the ground. Uh-huh. And I was deadlifting a 20 pound bar with 10s on the side. And I thought I was fucking badass. I was like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? But see, this is the kind of advice, like, I always like to ask because we look back and we think, and there is somebody listening now who is probably doing that, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it might even be powerlifting and they're arbitrarily doing something powerlifting wise. But yeah, like that's. We don't always have to break out in a sweat. Some people want to. You don't mm. always have to be like broken off. Like it's so funny. Right. Like, an hour and right. a half. It's like in your mind, you're like, okay, good. I was there for an hour and a half. Right. Right. <laughs> and just go, like, go, you know, like part of the motion, just not, like I said, not having a, a, a path, a purpose. Yeah, totally. So if you had to give um, a, a, a new power lifter, somebody who's probably just started, like maybe they started a couple months ago. A lot of people who listen mm-hmm. are fairly new and fairly isolated. So a lot of people don't really know a lot of people in who power lift other women. Um, what kind of advice would you give to them? I would give them, I would tell them to be patient for sure. Yeah. Um, like you got to, I would tell them to be patient and I would tell them to trust their coach. Um, especially if this person you're talking to and they're giving you feedback weekly or however you guys set it up, I think, um, you know, you're giving your videos, they're giving you feedback. I can understand if there is no communication at all going on, but I think that you have to be a little bit, a little bit more patient. Um, and don't, don't like think that you know it all. You know, if you're coming to somebody as a coach, yeah. I think that's the point, right? You know, because you're looking for that guidance or that structure um, in your training. So um, just wanting, yeah, just being coachable, I guess, overall. <laughs> like seriously, taking your time and doing the workouts like with uh, with intention and with the purpose, not just going in there just because, like understanding why you're doing something to be able to grow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the best advice right there. Patience is patience is a mm-hmm. virtue when it comes to this sport. Yes. Yeah. Whitney, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I'm so happy to have you on here. And I think a lot of people, I think you're going to be somebody who like a year from now, everybody is going to know who you are because you're just really like up and coming in my mind. Um, and I just think like, you're just going to take it by storm. And I hope you do. I hope I see your name fucking everywhere on all the invitationals. <laughs> well, not all of them, just enough to, for your, right. <laughs> just enough that you want to do uh-huh. maybe two a year or something. <laughs> Cause they're pricey. You know what I mean? Like we're just talking yeah. about that. Like those are expensive to go to. So anyways, I yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me.